You've probably gotten your picture taken, and you know that when you do, you usually say cheese. So, of course, the uh, natural question is, what if you're lactose intolerant? Rachel is on the line with us now. She runs Rachel's English, and she's an elocution expert. So, Rachel, what's a word we can use instead of cheese? Anything with the E vowel. Okay. A long E vowel. One syllable word would be best. I so, feel... you could say she or need. Could, could I just say me? You could. Because that, you, I mean, you that's... Know, you're taking a photo to remember yourself, so I think actually saying me would be a great option. Maybe maybe just saying e. Yeah. Let's let's the three of us. Let's see what that sounds like. Okay. Who's taking the picture? Uh Jillian will take the picture. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. E. e. You guys are doing it too short. Really? <laughs> Part of it is when you hold it out, when you hold out any sound, I think you sort of you can start to exaggerate the position a little bit and so E, as you hold that out, you might uh, pull the corners of your lips wider than you would if you were just going to say it really quickly. Then This is to say nothing of the dead look in our eyes as we're doing right. this, and we just hold that E sound out. Yes, your eyes can be completely dead and devoid of emotion, <laughs> but as long as you're holding out an E, you're going to have something that could be interpreted as a smile. So, you know, I guess a lot of the, the photos you see, especially nowadays... You, there's a pouty face. People don't right. choose to smile. So if yeah. I want if I want to make the best pouty face, what what words should I use? Um, it would probably be something with the the oo vowel, like boo, boo. Actually, boo might be good too because then maybe you lift your eyebrows a little bit and you look, you know, even more engaged in the excitement of the photo that's being taken. Boo, boo. Yeah. All right. So we have we have pouting boo. We have smiling e. Uh, anything else we should be doing in these pictures? You think? Um, okay, that's a good one. I mean, I have a friend who, in every photo, she has a huge amount of jaw drop and just total excitement in her eyes. It's like she's yelling in every photo, and it really, when you look at the photo and you weren't there, it makes you really wish you were there. So, if you're looking for a word that's going to get you like excitement face. I would say something with the ah vowel, like cat. And you've got to hold out that vowel. You're going to have a lot of jaw drop. You're going to be showing a lot of your upper teeth. And that's going to look like you were having a great time. Cat. 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 No, you got to hold the ah. Cat. Bigger. Cat. Yeah. It looks good? Yep. Hey, the the podcast you're listening to, it's very possible you downloaded it by accident. It's How to Do Everything. But we're not the only podcast produced by NPR. You can uh, check out all the other ones at iTunes.com slash NPR. For example, uh, the new show Invisibilia. And I'd say the uh, How to Become Batman episode of Invisibilia, it is great. It's all about echolocation. Sure. That's what bats use. But really, it's great. You can check that out in all our other podcasts at iTunes.com slash NPR. Four, three, two, one, go. 60, one left, 100. 60, one left, 100. Two right, continues to tighten, 100. Two right.
three continues and tightens 100. Two left 100. Two left 100. So the, the sound you're hearing right now is uh, from inside a car during a, a rally race. And if you don't know what rally is, it's a kind of uh, auto race that usually takes place off-road. There's dust everywhere. The it, cars look like they're almost out of control. But inside the car, you have two people. You have a driver and a navigator telling the driver where to go. And that's what we're hearing in the video. Sometimes the driver can barely see the road. So the driver and the co-driver really have to trust each other. Uh, hi, my name is Chris Marciniak, and I'm the driver. Hi, I'm Christine Marciniak. I'm the co-driver or navigator. Both terms are used in rally. I'm the other side of the car for the rallynotes.com team. Chris and Christine are the driver and co-driver of their team, and they're also husband and wife. Can, can you, Christine, give us a sense for what you're saying to Chris as you're, you're speeding along the course? It's actually just me reading the notes, which is a shorthand version of every portion of the road, every little turn, hill. Dip, crest. So uh, I, I'm just going to jump in here. You may notice that the sound on this is a little funky. We did a tape sync where uh, they were talking to us where they are and we were talking and everyone was recording. We didn't learn until we were talking to them. They chose to do this in their car. Which makes you wonder if maybe they're not always in a car together all the time. Distance, bump. And then Chris takes them and drives as fast as possible down the road. But an example would be crest into right five, into skew bump, into left over crest, into right six minus and 50. Crest Now, to me, that sounds like uh, just gibberish or a random code. <laughs> so uh, a crest is a rise in the road that you can't see over and into a right five. So there is a numeric notation of corners. It goes from one to six. And six being basically an almost straight turn, uh, three being a 90-degree turn, and one being a hairpin. So Christine just told me that it's a right five. So that's a slight right turn. And then she said it was into a skew bump. Now skew bump is a little uh, bump on the inside of the turn. It's gonna basically kick the car up mm -hmm. and, and throw it askew. So I'm forming a picture of what the stage is in my head. So uh, Chris, how vivid is the picture you get? Could you, do you think uh, with these notes, do you think you could drive with your eyes closed? Uh, you know, um, there have been situations where it's gotten really, really dusty, and she'll just be telling me that it goes straight, it goes straight till we get to the cattle guard, and I'll be looking out for this uh, cattle crossing in the road, um, and I know that it'll go straight there, so uh, it's uh, good Good drivers and co-drivers definitely um, can, uh, can could do pretty well, you know, blindfold or, or in uh, heavy dust. So then I have to ask, We've all been in relationships. Uh, you're sitting in the car, and maybe, you know, you've had an issue in the couple. 
does that ever come out when you're driving then? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, uh, I can think of one, you know, I can think of one time where, you know, we, uh, you know, we had some, some drama happen before the event and, you know, we were, we we're kind of just, you know, worried about one thing and definitely had to take a minute and sort of get together and say like, okay, we got to focus on our job today and like what we're doing, uh, and, uh, you know, leave, uh, leave all the other stuff out of it. I mean, what's, you know, for me in racing, you know, when you're concentrating a hundred percent on what you're doing, racing as fast as possible, the world sort of falls away and gets quiet. Um, but, but, you know, we can, uh, we can get rattled sometimes. Well, would you, would you ad, ad give that advice to other couples who are maybe having a disagreement they can't settle, just get in a car and drive down a dirt road as fast as you can? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that would be taken, uh, taken the right way. <laughs> I think there's a lot more involved with it than, than just getting in a car and going yeah. as, possible, yeah. as fast as possible down a dirt road. Yeah. You know, it works for some couples. It w doesn't work for others. We, we've definitely seen it test some relationships. <laughs> so when you guys are in civilian, in, you know, civilian life, do you ever, Christine, do you ever drive? And Chris, you're, you're sitting riding shotgun? Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yep. How, how does that work? <laughs> uh, I, will, I will tend to drive from the passenger seat as well. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for talking to us about this. You're welcome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We got an email from Amelia. Amelia says she's listening to How to Do Everything while waiting for the results of a pregnancy test. Amelia, these next 15 seconds are for you. Here comes my baby. Here she comes now. You know, we really, we should call Amelia and see, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello? Hi. Hi, is this Amelia? It is. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. So, uh, can we ask? How uh, yeah, yes, you may. <laughs> so, how'd it go? What what came back from the test? Uh, well, after like five minutes of waiting impatiently, um, it came positive. Hey, all right. Hey, congratulations. Hey, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> wow, that's really exciting. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys for like, you know. Allowing me to spend the time with you while I'm waiting. Uh, thanks for, I guess, allowing us to be there while you did that. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is uh, this is so fun. We were so uh, we we're so excited to see your note, and we're we're so happy for you. And um, you know, wish you all the best. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you guys for calling and uh, seeing what came out of it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I can't wait. A baby came out of it. <laughs> we got an email from Ganon. Now, Ganon plays uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, which is a card game he describes as kind of a more complicated version of, of war. So Ganon wants to know how to be a better bluffer at cards. And we're going to give him a call in a minute, but before we do, we want to bring on someone practiced in the art of deception, Robert Baer. I was a CIA agent, and I had to bluff people all the time that what they had to tell me was going to the President of the United States. Did you, when you knew that in your career with the CIA you were going to have to be lying, did you practice in your everyday life with the people you knew? 
you at home had to lie. Like, my kids didn't know I worked for the CIA until they saw me on 60 Minutes, and they were teenagers by then. But I, I got to the point where I lied with a straight face all day long. I'd sit down on an airplane, and the last thing I wanted to do was talk to the fellow passenger. So inevitably, there's somebody said, what do you do, or why are you going to Europe, or why are you going to the Middle East? And I'd say, well, I, I write actuarial tables for cancer victims. <laughs> and and that, that ended the conversation. Or even better yet is that I said, I'm a, I'm a secret agent for the CIA, and I'm on a, a very dangerous mission. That would end the conversation, too. But you have to sort of go out of your way to become an actor. Well, have you ever been caught? Has anybody ever called your bluff or found out you were, you were lying? It's a memory thing. You have to immediately start calculating, can they figure this out? And so your mind has to, you have to, you have, to have a good memory and you have to have a face that, you know, that, first of all, it makes you look innocent and, and sort of half-witted, and I'm very good at that. Now, it, when you do that, when you're trying to look half-witted, do you, is it just sort of the, your physical appearance, or what, what is... It's your physical appearance. You're looking around. Like, I've got a lab that's sort of dumb. It's, its eyes look around and, you know, like, where am I? Um, so I've learned that from my lab. Okay. Um, well, okay, so, so for Gannon, then, sitting around uh, playing Yu-Gi-Oh! with his friends, he should look dumb, think about dumb dogs... Yeah, think about a dumb being a dumb dog, ask dumb questions, or you know, um, you know how you know just you know, you know it, it depends what his friends are like. But he'd have to go in there and you know talk about an ex-girlfriend, anything to get their awareness that his his concentration on the game they want me is, is not there. Or he'll come in and 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 start talking about you know his the plumbing in his house froze. There's water all over and. God, what am I going to do? You know, how am I going to, you know, what am I going to, you know, I can't, can't afford a plumber. I can't, can't get a plumber. Um, so you're, you're just changing the conversation away from the game. Okay, having learned what we learned, we are now going to join the game of Yu-Gi-Oh! already in progress. So my dad plans on redoing the bathroom, and so he was starting to work on that last night, and he lifted the toilet off, and... He forgot to shut the water off, and now my parents' bedroom is flooded with water. It, it's just terrible. It's a mess. It's just, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Hey, Gannon. Did that really happen? Uh, no. Well, they're, they are thinking of remodeling. So you have a, a couple friends there to play with. Yep, we're midway through. What are your friends' names? Uh... Caleb is who I'm playing, and Greta's sitting here watching. Okay. Well, say hi for us. They say hi. 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 Okay, so you had just drawn a card. Yes, and I uh, placed a card down on the field, and now uh, it's Caleb's. Okay. So right now, think about a dumb Labrador Retriever dog. Just think about it. Try and, okay. try and embody, embody that look. Think of that dog. Place another card, and I'll attack your card. Oh, oh, I can't attack with that card. Okay, I'll activate that card, and I'll attack your card. Yeah. That, Gannon, did you really not know what you were doing there? Or was that part of your dumb dog bluff? A little bit of both. Hello? Hey, how's it going? Hi, it's going good. 
Okay. What do you see happening there? Does he seem at all uh, maybe dumber than he normally is? Oh, yeah, a whole lot dumber. If he were embodying the spirit of any animal, what animal would it be? Hmm, maybe a deer. A deer. Okay, like a deer in the headlights, maybe? Yes, definitely. Hey, can we talk to Caleb? Sure, sure, here he is. Hello? Hey, how's it going? It's going okay. If you had, if you look at Ganon right now, and you had to imagine his spirit embodying an animal, what animal would Ganon be? Uh, maybe a dragon. Okay. Ganon, do you think, do you feel confident that you can finish out this game? Yeah, I do. Okay. Good luck, Ganon. Thank you very much. And now the part of our show where we talk about our sponsors. Uh, but before we do that, we have a special guest. Yeah, my, my name is Erin Porter, and I run an Etsy shop called the Indoor Garden Shop, where I sell magnets and thumbtacks and wine charms and anything else I can come up with. Thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. Uh, what's special about these thumbtacks? They're pretty. <laughs> so you take thumbtacks and you make them into something pretty? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Would you say that that's sort of your uh, tax act? <laughs> I think it is. Well, this seems like a good time to uh, tell you about one of our sponsors, uh, Tax Act. Tax Act has helped people file their taxes for over 10 years. Have you been making thumbtacks for over 10 years? I have not, but I've been filing taxes for over 10 years. Oh, okay. Tax Act also offers additional services, including auditing and email support. Um, in your Tax Act, do you offer any additional services? Oh, well, I do weddings and sometimes things for baby showers. Uh, Tax Act will guide you every step of the way, allow you to pause and finish filing at any time, and guarantee a maximum refund. Does that sound like what you do with your Tax Act? Well, I guarantee they're going to be pretty and you're going to get your money's worth, but I can't guarantee any refunds. I think that that's smart. Go to taxact.com slash how to get started. Tax Act. Easy, fast, free. Aaron, what three words would you use to describe your tax act? My tax act. Pretty, functional, and affordable. So not free, though. No, not free, because I have to pay taxes, too. <laughs> Blue Apron is a new service that delivers all the ingredients you need to make incredible meals right in your own home. Ingredients are perfectly portioned and come with an easy-to-follow recipe card, so you can create a delicious meal in 35 minutes or less. For example, you can cook real meals like Thai chicken meatballs with red coconut curry and bok choy. Or macadamia-crusted cod with black rice and golden beet salad. Discover a better way to cook. Visit blueapron.com NPR to get your first two meals free. That does it for this week's show. What'd you learn, Ian? You know, the rally driving, mm -hmm. where there's uh, someone driving a car and somebody telling them what to do. I can't think of another sport, really any other human endeavor, where having someone constantly tell you what to do is not annoying. 
can you imagine if you're a baseball player? You get up to bat, you're in the batter's box, and then right behind you is yeah. another guy that says, let's hit a home run. Yeah, swing. swing. A big, big swing for a swing. home run. Yeah. Here it comes. Ball's coming. Even like eating a delicious meal. Open your mouth. Hey, fork that. Put it in your pie hole. Chew hey, it. Chew some more. Chew. Chew. Okay, now swallow chew. it. Put it down. Swallow plus. Put it in your gullet. How to Do Everything is produced by Jillian Donovan with technical direction from Lorna White. Our intern this week is the future baby of Amelia. Thanks for all the hard work uh, doubling in size every day, baby. A lot of kicking going down in there, baby. Keep it up. Get us your questions at howto at npr.org. And visit our website, howtodoeverything.org. I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. Thanks. Thanks. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give this a try. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right three. This is a hard right turn, though, right? So be right six. No, six is gentle. One is a hairpin. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I'm thinking three or four is a right angle. Right. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So right three, deceptive, left three. Okay, got it. Okay. Coming up, ready? Mm-hmm. Left six, crest. You want me to turn a soft left up ahead? Yeah, you see, as you can see, it's just a very gentle turn, but I still got to point it out as your co-driver. Okay. Okay, green light. Green light. Uh, okay, left six, turned. No, you. I'm the co-driver. You just drive and I talk. Doesn't it help, though, if you know that I'm hearing what you're saying and, and acknowledging it? I, I think how it works for the drivers is you know the driver is hearing and acknowledging it by the fact that they drive properly. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Coming up on left three, don't cut, tidy. Okay. Oh, boy. There it is. It's a hard right. You know, I'm basically just doing what any GPS nav would do for you. I'm just doing it with harder to understand language. I, I appreciate your presence. I mean, it's, it, there's a comfort that comes with having you here. Yeah, it's a, the GPS navigation device doesn't keep you warm at night. It's not not something you can relate to man-to-man. If Christine were GPS, think how lonely Chris would be. Pretty lonely. Can I just tell you that you just now you said straight, and I put my foot on the gas without looking, and I nearly rear-ended the car in front of us. Really? Yeah. That feels good. Yeah, we. I mean, I trusted you, and it nearly cost me. <laughs>